This episode of Nobody's Listening is brought to you by Manuel Martin and Anna Silva. Nobody's Listening, where we tell funny life stories and invite you to do the same. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to Nobody's Listening, the show where we tell funny life stories, yours and ours. It's episode 206, also known as NL Past Rewind number four, brought to you the week of February 13, 2014. I'm your host, James Kennison. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, let's see. Hmm, today is the day before Valentine's Day. I also know it as the day before the day my name was changed forever. See, my name used to be James Lewis Rogers. Lewis was my father's name. My real father, who abandoned me at a young, young age. But before that, it was his mom's maiden name. And his and her grandfather's maiden name. And then her grandfather's, or his dad. So basically, my great-great-grandpa, he they all lived in Florida, here in this area. I found this out this week. It's kind of entertaining uh, for me. And uh, it goes back to the first guy that ever moved down here. His name was Brunson. Ooh. I mean, that's, that's really, that sounds tough. You know, if, if somebody named Brunson was looking for you, you would be pretty worried. I'm just saying. Brunson Lewis was his name. And uh, he came down here to fight in the Spanish-American War on the on the American side, of course, America. And uh, and and so he fought. I don't know what he did. I don't really know, but I know that when he got older, he became a minister, just like his great 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 grandson. And um and he did that after I don't know if it's because of I doubt it, but he fought a Florida Panther hand to hand combat and killed it. With his hands. Brunson Lewis, people. All that to say, my mom married some other dude <laughs> and wanted to really impress him and took away my middle and last name and changed it to James Wesley Kennison. Oh, I am so proud. So proud of that name. Who wants Lewis with a history of panther killers? I do. Anyway, my wife won't let me change my name back. I, I've tried to several times. I'm like, hey, I could be James Lewis again, or, or James Lewis, you know, Rogers again. She says, no, I like Kennison better. So, the heck with your pride. Anyway, hey, let me start with a weekly update, as if that wasn't one. I have several for you, and I'm beginning to wish, I'm beginning to wish that my co-host was here, Mr. John Steinklobber. I tell you, if I could flick a... Switch, if I could snap my fingers, if I had a John Steinklobber dispenser installed here, I would definitely put a dollar and a quarter in, twist the handle, and open up that little egg and and put him in water overnight until he grew 400 times the original size. Then I would stick a microphone in his beak and let him let him apologize to everyone for everything that he says. I miss that, don't you? Anyway, I was at Steak and Shake, and I was walking out of Steak and Shake, and there were these two guys in a truck. They were pretty rough-looking 
construction worker guys, you know, but I'm talking about salt of the earth, you know, been in the sun every day of their life, you know, just that wrinkled up old person skin thing. I mean, just cool looking guys, but pretty dang rough. Like you would not want to be in an alleyway with these guys working on, you know, a light switch or whatever they do. I'm, I'm sure they were electricians. And so I was like, hey, how you doing? Da, 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 da. And, they, you know, we kind of bantered back and forth, easing the tension. <clears throat> and um, I was accepted into their culture, uh, basically by the tone of their voice, that I wasn't, you know, a, a total loser, preppy, you know, person, col- college, you know, person that thinks better than them. Uh, and so I walked by. And another guy, another guy walks by, and he is not scary looking. He is very business-like. He has a bald head. He's a tiny bit overweight. Uh, I'm I'm more than a tiny bit, so I can say that. Um, and he's just walking in front of the truck, and and he did not at anybody or anything. And I don't know why I was watching him, but he had his hands down in front of his pants, and it became evident <clears throat> that he was undoing his belt as he was walking toward the cars in the middle of the road. And then he undid his pants and zipped down his zipper and me and the two construction dudes suddenly bonded. Cause we looked at each other and our eyebrows went up like, Hmm, what the heck is this? And I finally realized he was tucking in his shirt. It was pretty, you know, pretty harmless deed, but my God, all the earmarks of something that was going to be, you know, remembered in the darkest part of my mind forever. Um, I just, I kind of looked at the construction guys. I'm like, hey, when you, you know, when you got to tuck your shirt in, you got to tuck your shirt in, I suppose. And he says, if I was him, I'd slow down a little bit. (laughs) Basically, if you ain't got time to tuck your shirt in, in the bathroom, you know, you need to slow down your life. So that was interesting and gross. So don't do that. If that's you, I've never seen anybody do that. I would rather see baggy pants for the rest of my life. You know what I'm talking about? And people to wear their pants down baggy. I'd rather see that forever than somebody open up their pants, even for a good purpose, like tucking in your shirt. Um, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. What you're supposed to do when you're slightly overweight and you have your shirt tucked out is you're supposed to try to do this thing where you hoist it up and, and stick it in with your hand, you know, all of the, all of the folds and, and it doesn't really work, but it's a heck of a lot more, uh, socially acceptable. People look at you and they're like, oh, he's trying to keep that fat in. He's trying. Bless his heart. He can't do it. He's too fat for that shirt, but he could do it. Or he's trying to. So anyway, um, I had a friend on Facebook I had to let go of this week because I was uh, <laughs> I was on Facebook. And on the side there, it says uh, people you might know, you know, and there's a list of people based on friends of your friends, you know, pretty, pretty awesome thing. But all of these were half <laughs> half naked women. <laughs> they they weren't naked. They weren't even in bikinis, but they were they were saying through their photo that if I could show you everything on this photo, I would. Every one of them I had one friend in common with, and I clicked that friend, and this is a recently divorced uh younger guy that I knew back in Kansas City. And uh, he's obviously got a different type of life now. And, uh, you know, whatever. Enjoy yourself and try not to get anybody knocked up or an STD. uh, And remember your family first. But uh, there was um, all these women. And I'm like, dude, I can't. I can't. 
have this constantly popping up. It's just something I don't want to see personally. And uh, and then I looked down and I saw one of them and I was like trying to make out what it is. There's these two big humps and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a butt. It was a full on female thong, the dong 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 butt right there in the tiny little 75 by 75 pixel image. And and we had one friend in common. <laughs> so I, I have one friend in common with this girl's butt. <laughs> so... And then, so I was like, I definitely have to, you know, fire this dude from Facebook. And uh, but then I started feeling sorry for the butt girl because I'm like, how, how much is, don't you have family? Don't you have a mom or a dad? You probably don't. And that's what's sad. Don't you have children that are on Facebook and, and they, you know, mom and dad and then it's your butt right there. I mean, do you work? You're either a stripper or you work at Starbucks, I guess. I don't know. Um, I was very confused by that. And then I thought, you know, my mind, I'm like, you know, I couldn't pull that off. (laughs) My butt was my profile picture. I would be locked away in several jails. They, you know, within jails, jails within jails. And it'd be like escape plan without Arnie and, and, and Rambo there. So I would just be there, uh, you know, no, no redemption for the Shawshank, so to speak. And so I also realized I tried to do it. I was like, I, I didn't try to take a picture. I just kind of held out my hand down there in the position, surely, that she did, trying to match up the, the angle because it was a selfie. It was a butt selfie, which is an interesting thing and a, and a wonderful hashtag. I, I tried to put my imaginary phone down there, and I don't think my arm is long enough to reach to to get a proper photograph of both um, sides of my hindquarters. So I don't know how she did it, man. Hats off, you know? And then I, but I, I just know my wife would, uh, would freak out and, and divorce me and, um, and stuff like that. So no, no butt selfies. And I fired him and now everything's back to normal. It's like all the people that I already saw that I could friend and don't want a friend. You know what I'm talking about? That's what that list is for. It's like, did you accidentally overlook Doofus here, the guy that you worked with three years ago that ate your guts? Nope. No, no, no. We have 45 friends in common with this guy. Yeah, I don't know how it happened. He's an idiot. We can't stand each other, but whatever. So anyway. um, Oh, yesterday was awesome. It's an awesome thing that happened. I dropped my keys into a trash can. Usually that's okay because you can just reach down, grab it, and then maybe they don't. It didn't slip down into the levels. But this one was empty. And guys, this is one of those gigantic. I don't know if they have these all over the country. They probably do. They had them in Kansas City. You know the giant, huge, massive black trash cans that have a built-in roller and a handle that you wheel down, and the machine comes and grabs it, and all this. It holds like. 5,000 pounds of garbage, whatever it is. Well, we inherited this one with the house, and it's kind of crickety and old and dirty. It's got like an inch of grease and gunk inside of it. It was completely empty, and uh, so when my when I tried to drop a couple things in there and that, that key slipped, I was like, ah, oh, dang it. You know, what am I going to do? I immediately went through all the options. Am I going to lean it over and reach in? Am I going to try to grab a stick? What am I going to do? And then I looked at my five-year-old son. And he was way shorter than the top of the lid of the trash can. But when he held his hands up above his head, he was more than long enough 
for what I had planned. Because I, my friends, am a, uh, I love the, the, the one game I love the most in the arcade is the, is the claw machine. And I know people say it's rigged and some of them probably are, but I'm pretty dang good at it. And so I said to my son, son, I need you. I need your help. You're going to get my key out of this trash can. And he looked worried, but he did it. He uh, he let me flip him upside down and hold him by the ankles and drop him, not drop him, but lower him like the claw into the trash can without touching the sides or anything. I mean, this was this was like uh, what is it, Mission Impossible kind of stuff, you know? So we drop him down. He grabs the keys with his finger and his thumb so he doesn't touch anything. And I hoist him back up out of there, and man, he was so proud, and I was so proud, and. Uh, I totally forgot about it. I was like, Jenna, what was that thing? What happened? Something happened. I got to write it down. I forgot to write it down. And we couldn't remember. We couldn't remember. And then I go outside and it's raining and the trash can lids open. I'm like, what idiot left the trash can? <gasps> Jenna, I remembered. So thanks uh, thanks to me for leaving the trash can lid open. But uh, yeah, he. it's been a day or so since then and he hasn't con- contracted any you know, diseases. I think he's okay. I'm proud of him. He did good. Okay. Um, it's time for our NL past rewind moment. Now this one is come to us via several people. Let me, uh, let me mention it here. The featured story. This is from Drew Dodson. The featured story from episode 106 elevator action is one of my favorites. It starts out with Trevor telling a simple story about sticking gummy worms to a ceiling of an elevator and somehow degenerates into a visual image of Trevor and Sean making out in said elevator. Yes, it stinking does. Zeke says my favorite moment of NL cast or past is episode 106. Just hearing you freaking out about Sean and Trevor making out in the elevator and the Dog King writes, I would love to hear elevator action again. So, guys, by popular demand, it's none other than the story, uh, elevator action. Let's, uh, let's not waste any time. Here it is. Featured story. All right, you know what it is? It's featured story time, boys and girls. Sit down, grab your popcorn, snuggle up to someone you love. And if you can't be... With the one you love, honey. Love the one you're with. The one we're with together here today is Trevor. Trevor, Aww. take it away, buddy. <laughs> I feel love special. You, man. <laughs> <laughs> In my high school, and this was our, um, we, we were split into two different buildings. There was a grade 10 building, and then there was a grade 11 and 12 building. And in the grade 10 building, we had an elevator because it was three floors, and I guess grade 10 people were really out of shape at that point in time or the teachers were actually yeah it, technically i suppose it was the teachers who were horribly out of shape because the elevator had a key you see it wasn't a you know you go down you press the button and you go up to the next floor no, no it actually had a key where you had to you know you click the key in there the elevator would come to you you go inside you hit the button you go to the next floor or the next next floor now, this key wasn't something that was available to the students. This was the teachers had it, the library had it, you know, facilities had it, that sort of thing. So, me and my my crew, who I have collected around me, be it uh, Corey from my taking the school apart days and Sean from our trying to kill him days, um, <laughs> we decided to procure the key to the elevator. And, and and I honestly don't remember why we decided we needed to have this key, other than the fact that we weren't supposed to have the key, so we wanted the key. Did you have a Marauder's map? 
Oh, you I'm, needed to take the elevator apart. That's what it was. Oh. Well, you know. <laughs> I, I humbly declare that I am up to no good. No. <laughs> Nothing good can come of this. Only people can die from this evolution. Oh, no. <laughs> it's an elevator. Come on. That's dangerous. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. I mean, it's we're only fun. throwing doors at people and doorknobs. And, you know, we're. I know, I know that if I'd had an elevator in my elementary school, it would have been my number one goal to elevate myself through it. (laughs) Or make out in it. I didn't make out (laughs) in elementary elementary school. school. I was punching (laughs) girls that I liked in that that time. Oh, wait. This isn't elementary. This is 10th grade. My bad. This is 10th grade. I'm sorry. Changes everything. Yes, it does. I still, so. I still was hitting girls I liked in tenth grade. <laughs> it's true. I bloomed a little late. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's homeschool's fault. <laughs> so, so as I was saying, we stole the key, and me and Sean were making out in the elevator. <laughs> God, dude, I'm waking up my kids. I lost my mind. <laughs> Crap! What in the world are you about? <laughs> oh no! I'm so, I, I, I tried to resist. I'm sorry, I couldn't. <laughs> Just, I am such a mental image guy. I've already, oh. I got Sean pictured in my head. <laughs> I got you pictured in my head. I drew you the other day. Suddenly, you're in the elevator, and before I could even stop it, that's why I freak out. That's why I gross out when people tell me stuff about their cuts and burns and scrapes. And my wife is going to trump down here with this evil look on her face. You're waking up the children. And I'm going to point through at the microphone as if it's the microphone's fault. And I'm going to say it's Trevor. Even though you have nothing to do with this microphone. You don't come through the microphone. You don't go out through the microphone. But I will blame the microphone. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take some of the blame too. Yeah, see, I, I was just taking John's thoughts, and I, I just pushed. It up. That's all I was doing. Yeah, yeah. tell it to Jesus. Uh, <laughs> it's this woman that tempted me. That's what Adam said. This woman you gave me. Yeah, worked right. for him real good. I tried that once, and I got a broken rib from it. <laughs> Please uh, proceed. Uh. So back to, back to the real world, yeah? This is what actually occurred. So we stole this elevator key no. and didn't get it from the from the library. Didn't give it back. And I now, had the time of my life in the elevator. Now it's you and him dirty dancing. Can you see how this happens to me? Great. Oh. I hate that song. <laughs> And he picks oh, you up God. over his head and just swings. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, help me! Oh, I was, I was so <laughs> <laughs> oh, Trevor's dressed as Patrick Swayze. Mm. I'm trying to pull this off, ghost, and I can't. Oh. We can't. Sorry, we messed it up Sean, too much. Everybody call Sean baby. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Okay. My darling. Oh no, 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 you're in ghost now. Oh no, it's not, it's ghost. And and now Patrick Swayze is rubbing clay all over Sean. (laughs) (laughs) 
Stop it. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. That's, that's You're killing me, man. God, it was bad enough that Whoopi kissed her. Kiss it a girl. People have been like, wondering how this show was going to go down with three people. It's going to go down fast. That's how it's going to go down. <laughs> oh, this is a train wreck. <laughs> All right. Well, it was too late to save the story. It's we your fault, do. Trevor. It is your flipping fault. You did this and you have to live with the consequences. When you get my mind going, it don't stop for nobody. And it don't stop. All right. Okay, we're blamed. So, so now that I only have 30 seconds left for the actual story so let's let's just say that (laughs) (sighs) okay Okay. you stole the key you're on the elevator you're not making out (laughs) with a dude named Sean (sighs) okay all right anyway if people were if people were will recall I'm I'm all tongue tied now man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you had to say that too, didn't you? <laughs> Jeez. Come on. What happened to the elevator? Worst story ever. Worst <laughs> uh, story ever. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> there we go. Okay. If we if we remember back on the story that I was telling about the, what we the things we did to poor Sean with getting him to stick the uh, the diodes and stuff into the electrical sockets, this was actually right across from where the elevator reaches the bottom floor of my school. The thing with this elevator was when it would reach the bottom floor, it wasn't a very smooth elevator. So what would happen is it would kind of reach the bottom and it would just kind of have this shutter as it hit the bottom, so it would kind of shake a little bit. Mm. So what we used to do. Or one of the things we used to do with this poor elevator, because nobody knew we had the key and nobody knew we had access to this. Nobody knew of our secret law. <laughs> I am so trying to keep this on the rails. You cannot blame this on me. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Just ignore me. I'm working. I'm working through this. Uh. Lord Jesus, help him. <laughs> we can make it through it. We can do this. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, <sighs> gummy worms. If, if you, if, I'm not sure, but if you, if you do not know, if you were to take gummy worms and to create them to be wet, and they, they generate this, they, they get into this sort of sticky format mm-hmm. where if you would actually get them just slightly wet, and they will become sticky enough that they will stick to objects. So what we used to do is we used to go into the elevator, grab a whole bag of these things, what? get them all wet. <laughs> I don't want to we... hear anymore. <laughs> don't waste them. <laughs> we what do you take... do with the gummy worms? <laughs> we would take the gummy worms, we would make them wet. And... <laughs> <laughs> You licked them, right? Or did you stick them in water? We would make them wet. Did you tell them funny jokes when they got wet? I there was no way out of that. We made the gummy worms moist. Just say they were sticky. Can't we just get along? Oh, okay, they were wet. They stuck to stuff. What happened? 
So what we do is we would throw them up onto the ceiling of the elevator. Okay. <laughs> so there would be this, there would be like a dozen gummy worms stuck to the ceiling. But nobody, when you go into an elevator, you don't look at the ceiling. You look straight ahead. That's just what our right. training as human beings is. So we would wait on the bottom floor and wait for a teacher to come down. And as the doors would open, it would do that little junk jerk. And all these gummy worms would fall <laughs> off the ceiling onto the teacher's heads. <laughs> Who put those in there? And we would laugh and laugh and laugh. And oh, I'm sorry, man. but you know what? That That's all the story was. <laughs> I, I, I have nothing to follow this up with, which was any better, other than the fact that we threw a couple stink bombs in there one time. But I, <laughs> it, it's meaningless now. The, like the story stink bombs is, is good. <laughs> whatever happened is completely pointless. <laughs> oh, gosh. You shouldn't have kissed him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that, you cannot be mad at us. I'm sorry, Trevor. You opened Pandora's box. Uh, <laughs> I kissed a girl and I liked her. Ah. <laughs> Help us, Jesus. Oh, Help us, Lord. I don't even know. I just put the clean rating back on the show. I'm going to have to pull it back off now. I'm sorry. Dude, I, you, set, you set the tone with the Canada's pants, man. No, I, we just, I've said that a hundred times before. I've you never said, said deep in Canada's I pants. have. I have. It was even uh, a thing at the beginning of the show done by my voiceover guy. Oh, my uh. God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank wow. you, Trevor. That was easily <laughs> the funniest, uh, unintentionally funny story <laughs> ever. I think I, I broke something. Yeah, my, my carpal tunnel's acting up in, in my ribs. <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. That was disturbing. <laughs> I can't believe you wasted those gummy worms like that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but it was but actually why I like to, to sit at the bottom of the stairs because that was kind. Of, there was this little alcove area, and that was kind of where we hung out, type thing. So we we watched these people come down all the time on the teachers. <laughs> and what did they do when when one of those worms fell on? Did they scream and freak out? Well, usually, and you'd think that after a while, they'd figure it out, they mm. would expect it, they'd look up. But no, I mean, we got them pretty much every time we did it. And, you know. oh, and they never caught on that the same group of kids is sitting in the alcove right across from the <laughs> elevator. <laughs> hmm. oh. well, I you guess see, that's they- Canada. Socialized uh, teachings or something. Yeah, yeah. You'd think when you got off an elevator, you get hit with a gummy worm. You see these two boys giggling and then give each other a kiss. Oh man! Be a little surreal. Stop! Stop! stop. Just be a little surreal. All right, and that's it. That's Cast uh, Pass Rewind ep- Elevator Action Episode One Hundred Six. Um, it's still available for download at podcast.nlcast.com. I tell you, I laughed all the way through that. It's weird laughing at yourself, but I'm kind of a spaz, and um, and it's uh, <laughs> and it's true. I visualize things, and I can't get images out of my head. You guys know that the kind the times that I've almost thrown up over descriptions of bones and stuff. I mean, there was a whole series of stories that came in after something like that, trying to make me sick on on the air. But uh, it never happened. Hey, I've got some storia, storia, that is story and trivia mixed together. I have some story trivia uh, for you. That was John Steinklapper's first episode as a permanent guest host. 
And uh, he was even thanked in the comments by someone for his accents from from day one. So I was very interested in that. I, I'm sure John was nervous, but he did fine. And um, uh, the the other end to that, the other uh, the balance of that is Trevor. You can hear him frustrated in the story. Trevor always had had a fun. He had a hard time getting the story rolling. Anyway, you know, he would he would kind of start, and I do the same thing. You, you qualify and qualify, and you say and you say, but man, having three people threw him way off, and you could just tell it through the whole thing. And and I feel bad because listening to it now, I'm like, oh, he was just trying to tell his story, but obviously it had to it had to happen, you know. Um, it and also this story here, one of these is the ones that that, that really made me stop being as picky with listener stories because what I used to do is I'd go through and I'd read them and if I thought it was funny it would make it on the show if I didn't think it was funny and I couldn't edit it to make it funny it went away but I realized that it's not really the story it's what you make of it and and if something just hits somebody just right the possibilities are endless I mean the Dracula episode was named for one such story a listener input story and there's there's dozens of others that are just like that. So this is the one that really made that that difference in in 106. Um, it it uh, it is one of our most downloaded shows. Thirteen thousand eight hundred and twenty eight downloads since April two thousand nine when it went live on the feeds. Um, I named it Elevator Action, uh, not only because of the pun, but because Elevator Action was an eighties video game, and I hoped it would help with the search engines. It 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 did not. It was just you guys being faithful and downloading, uh, d- downloading the show. Um, I tell you though, I did name one episode "Air Supply," and it was where my brother David told a story where they tricked a guy by putting a bucket of water, a bucket of air underneath the water, and went down pretending they were holding their breath for three or four minutes. Uh, and Air Supply, being a band has indeed tricked a lot of people into finding the show. So I don't know how I feel about that. I, you know, are they going to stay if they feel tricked? You know, I was here for air supply. So um, I love the quote. Uh, it's it's uh, I, don't, I can't remember if it was in this segment or not. Um, but, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it was. It was right there. That's why I wrote it down. Uh, I say, how how's this show going to go down with three people? It's going to go down fast. <laughs> And I just love also just the way it goes on and on and on and it keeps coming up and it keeps coming up. And you think, uh, you know, you're done laughing and then it just hits you one more time and one more time. I think there's four good times where I was just my forehead to the desk laughing my butt off about this. So, yes, thank you, Dog King. Thank you, Zeke. And thank you, Drew, for uh, suggesting that. You can also suggest your favorite in all past moments by emailing them to james at nlcast.com or going to the website and clicking on contact or send a story, whatever I got it labeled. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll look into it. There's nothing that's not, you know, uh, there's nothing I'm going to say, no, we're not going to feature that. Um, even if it's just a little tiny part, because if I get enough little tiny parts, man, I'll just feature all of them together. Uh, like, for instance, I got one guy, he wants to hear all of the classic um, you know, bumpers, 
again, the ones we don't use anymore. So I have those. I have all that stuff. So I'm, I may be doing that here one day. Hey, I got a few of your stories. Um, these are from back in the day because we didn't do a show for like a year and a half. But this is from Chelsea. Chelsea, I guess. Chelsea. I don't know. I've never heard of anybody called Chelsea. So I'm going to say Chelsea. Hey, guys, I have a funny story about when I was a sophomore in high school. She's probably a sophomore in college now, but that's okay. I used to sit by this girl named Jamie, and she was really nice, but she'd always say the dumbest things. And she, and the sad part was she didn't think she even knew. Wait, I don't think she knew what she said because she was dumb. Anyway, one day our chemistry teacher gave us a crossword that had to do with vitamins and minerals. Jamie was doing this crossword puzzle, and suddenly she said, The answer is vitamin S. I figured it out. Vitamin S. Without even thinking, I rudely snipped at her. It's vitamins, not vitamin S, you stupid. The teacher who uh, walked by Chelsea, uh, or who was uh, walking by, said, Chelsea, with a surprised look on her face, uh, apparently pretending that it you know, was a great find. After I thought about what I did, I was so ashamed of myself. I felt bad for Jamie because, um, oh, Chelsea's the one that got yelled at. <laughs> anyway... She got in trouble. She felt bad for Jamie because she looked like she was really excited getting an answer. It's vitamin S. After that, she kept giving me death glares, and I just kept it to myself. LOL. Hope this story makes it on the show. It did eventually. Thanks for all the laughs, and keep working hard. Nah. Chelsea. So, the Chelsea, thank you for sending that in back in 2011. Hello, nobody's listening. My story starts on a Saturday. <laughs> I don't know why I read it like that, but... My story's better than yours because it starts on a Saturday. Your story starts on a Monday. Your story's stupid. Uh, Well, anyway, my story starts on a Saturday. Me and my family and I were emptying our pool. Sounds like a metaphor. (laughs) I gotta go empty the pool. (laughs) So, we had a vacuum hose and we were sucking the water out. There's another metaphor. Now, as any kid uh, would, I was sticking stuff into the vacuum hose. And the laces of my bathing suit got sucked in there, and so did my junk. That's 40 pounds of pressure. Everything's attached, fortunately. Clayton. I'm going to assume that was a male. I had started to listen to your podcast lately, and I've been trying to catch up, but I have a story for you guys I would like to share. Well, I hope you had enough time to catch up, because if you ain't caught up by now, you ain't ever getting caught up. My friends and I went to church camp a while back ago, and we were walking along this beautiful camp through the woods. We turned into a path. I turned into a door. And after a while, we got bored, so we headed back, stupid woods. My story doesn't start on a Saturday. I hate it. Kids call, I'll call Joshy. It was one stupid kid. Decided to run up the path to see what was on the other side of the hill. So as we were walking away, we hear a loud thump. We turned around to see this kid face first in the dirt. We walk over and wondered how he fell down. Then one of the girls I knew, let's call her Becky, spotted a rope coming out of the ground plain as day. I don't know how this kid couldn't see it. We all argued or agreed that he was a dork and started to leave, but then he said he was stuck. Somehow he'd got caught on the rope. I don't know how. Being the only one with a pocket knife, I cut the rope and he got up and said thanks. The next day, group... Was Our group was first for the zip line. Somehow the area looked familiar. This kid came up with a big mouth and said, I want to be free. me first, me. So they strapped him up, and he gets to the top of the thing, and he jumps like the glory of heaven. 
<laughs> just I can see that. It just whoa. he wasn't even holding on to the zip line. He just his hands right. He's holding on to it with his teeth. <laughs> the glory. Once he got to the middle of the zip line, the rope snapped back and he dropped about sixty-seven feet into a nasty lake. We didn't understand what had happened, but I had a feeling that it was something to do with Joshy and me. We had a camp meeting that night, and at the end, I was sitting by Joshy. Both of the camp counselors came up to the mic. We had an incident today concerning a zip line. He holds up what appears to be a cut support rope for the support beams for the zip line. And then it all came to me. That rope that Joshy was stuck on wasn't just an unused rope. It was one of the freaking support ropes for the zip line. So now we made that little kid smell like skunk anus glands and uh, some really bad scrapes on his body and a broken arm and foot. But who knew, right? I was sweating like a crazy person, but they left. And I was not found guilty for the crime I did not mean to commit. Thanks, Ethan. Wow. Well, the news is out now, friends. So, camp counselors, if you're listening, you know, we have a history in the show of telling stories and then the people they were told about find it. So, Ethan. I don't have his last name, counselors, but I, I have his IP address. Or maybe. I don't know. When I was six or seven, I knew nothing about punishing crime, but I had a good idea how to do it. Clearing the table, I found ketchup, mustard, dregs from cups of limeade, onion crumbs, steak crumbs, and applesauce. From the kitchen, I gathered milk, soap, water, and something I saw was rum. Isn't that the really nasty stuff grown-ups think is bad? I put everything, yes, everything, into a limeade bottle. I tasted it several times myself to see how nasty it was. And then I went to bed telling Mom to keep keep away from the limeade because it was gross and it was meant to give bad guys a taste of their own medicine. My sister, the infamous Emma, and she's still around. <laughs> she's probably 30 and married with kids by now. Or 14 and married with kids since she's homeschooled. Bird! Uh, my, the infamous Emma wanted a cool cup of limeade before bed. She pours the stuff loaded with soap, milk, and all. Good God. Mm, with all the other ingredients into her cup and took a sip and drank it. Gosh dang. Uh, have you ever done that? Oh, I'm going to throw it with milk. Ooh, with the chunks and you didn't smell it first and you didn't notice. I did it when I was younger before I knew that milk turned into... Um, like, like, like little soft asteroids. So I feel sorry for you, Emma. I really do. Um, but anyway, she said, Mom, I think there's something wrong with the... And she pukes all over. I was settling into bed. Grace says, satisfied. When Mom comes in, apparently Emma's a bad guy. Mom comes in with a weird look on her face. She told me, unsure how to react, that Emma had drunk the concoction. That's a word you learn when you're in uh, when you're 7 and and homeschooled she told me i was creative but i could never make such medicine again emma never quite got over it because she could not stand the smell of soap for two whole years grace also explains by nobody wanted to date her for two years hey james and john i started uh, listening to you when my sister Elizabeth got me in this awesome addiction. Well, the other day I was making a peanut butter sandwich. This is a very young person, by the way. I could see it in their little in their caption thing. Probably ten, you know, ten years old. So uh, this is come at it from that angle. That's what made it on the show. Okay, 
So, James and John, I started listening to you when my sister Elizabeth got me on this awesome addiction. Well, the other day I was making a peanut butter sandwich. I got to do a 10 year old voice. I was making a peanut butter sandwich and I had a big glob of peanut butter on my butter knife. Yeah. And I looked, I looked at the table and I thought it was a butter on the table. And I got so scared that I jumped up at all the peanut butter and the knife flung on way from the knife and it landed from the knife onto my forehead, right above my eyebrows and underneath my hair where my forehead is. And it looked like a portal, like in Portal, that game that's called Portal, where you shoot portals, an orange portal, blue portal. It looked like one of those portals was on my face. Not either one. It was a brown portal because it was peanut butter, and it was gushing out. (laughs) Well, that was my story, and thanks for reading it. I'm super cute, Lauren. Somewhere in there, I changed accents to stupid middle schooler, but couldn't help it. Thanks, Lauren. It was awesome, even though you don't know what... I just did. I made your story amazing and memorable. So don't get offended if you're you're probably 13 by now, you know. So I, I shouldn't worry uh, about offending you because I don't care what 13 year olds think. You guys know how I feel about them Mel Scholars. All right, guys, it's time for us to get out of here. Did you know you can sponsor your own episode of NL Pass for only five bucks? Visit nlcast.com/sponsor today. Email your NL Pass moments, stories, and emails and thoughts and things to james at email.com. Not really. James at nlcast.com. Listen to all the past episodes at podcast.nlcast.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at NLCast. Leave an iTunes review if you haven't yet. And check out my other show about making the most of every day. It's still pretty funny and cool and real. Made my day at mmdcast.com. And access all of the NLCast Network shows archived for you at nlcast.com. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to Rob Gobers for our theme music. The co-hosts of Days Gone By, our contributors, and everyone who listens. And remember, when you tell a funny life story, tell it like nobody's listening. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home, and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.